This is Safety Walls Podcast. We love Earth and Earthlings. Here we are with the first episode of Safety Wall Podcast, talking about how the fashion industry is making our planet sick. Well, before going any further, just imagine the clothes that you have in your wardrobe and the clothes that you wear in your day-to-day life. Do you think that you are not a person who is associated with fashion industry? Well, here is a quote that um which says fast fashion is not free. I mean, it's someone somewhere is paying for it. Now you might think about the fashion industry. Like it doesn't apply to you, but if you are anyone who care about equality, environment, women empowerment or even child rights, then fashion industry does apply to you. So, I want you to take a second and look at the clothing that you've put on right now. Just see it. You know like do you know how who made it? And do you know how much was paid to them? Or perhaps what country that was actually made from? So we are completely clueless about this, right? Fast fashion industry has become the second largest polluter in the world today. And do we have any idea about that? Exactly not. So now let me brief you all about how it all began. So basically after the industrial revolution with this idea of modernity that everything needs to be new and that everything that's come before it is obsolete like therefore the trends are to be popular they come and go right so 50 years back the designers used to produce two major collections like the spring summer and autumn winter so nowadays you can imagine how many trends we are seeing in a day in a day that is being introduced by various designers just imagine like it two cycles a year but now it is like 50 cycles a year and that's the average of about 2 weeks that turnover occurs in so now you can understand why we call this as a fast fashion right So fast fashion is fast in number of senses like let me just brief it out the changes in fashion are fast the rate of production is fast and the customer's decision to purchase is fast delivery is fast and garments are worn fast and also torn fast so usually a few times before being discarded it is just worn for like about 2 2 3 times and it is an average right so from its reliance on far plastic fabrics and also its enormous carbon footprint towards erosion of workers rights and fast fashion so now if you're not clear at i am here to help you out so a design creation and marketing strategy for clothing known as fast fashion focuses on giving consumers access to latest trends at lowest cost Well, I would say that it is not completely, you know, the truth. There are many things behind this. This term was first used to characterize the Zara's intense production, which was made possible by retailers' ability to get apparel products into stores in less than 15 days. 
So circa 1990, when Zara first gained popularity in New York, young people started to need fast fashion as it got more affordable, and as a result, they bought more garments without considering the impact their decisions were having on the environment. So now let me tell you all how this functions. Well, if you can see, since the nineteen nineties, fast fashion has become more popular as consumers' need for fashionables and apparel grows, and shopping becomes, you know, a very entertaining mode of activity. And instead of normal seasonal patterns that were widespread in the past, now the fashion industry has been showing regular, uh, you know, the regular search for each and every fashions are being shown right here, and fashion shows regularly set the stage for new trends, which can change monthly or even weekly. So fast fashion enables customers to keep up with the latest trends in a reasonable, inexpensive method. Well, it's all we consider. Though the effective up a supply chain management and the strong connections and relationships between the producers and the retailers, clothes stores can execute quick apparel production. Fast fashion companies concentrate on creating products with revenue-oriented price and vertically integrated supply networks. So, with this network and with this method, the producer, the vendors, and the customers all gain from the transaction. Do you guys think that this would make sense? Well, now we are into the another part, and that is about the fast fashion leaders. So as you have seen, as you have purchased from many of the famous designers in the world, now you know who are the fast fashion skirt leader, right? Uh, leaders in the fast fashion include Zara, H and M, Forever Twenty One, and Topshop, who are all well known for their ability to stay on trend and to quickly produce and promote affordable clothing. Zara was the leader of shift when they began receiving bi-weekly deliveries of new products, and this is surreal. They were able to replicate fashion and streetwear trends weekly and stay ahead of their competitors, resulting in great success for their company. Many more departmental stores and designer retailers followed suit to try and copy the pioneer company's success. So anyone who had you know worked in the clothing retail since before two thousand have seen how the quality of clothing has changed. Like exactly, you know, in the past two thousands, ah, uh, even the early two thousands, the clothes were much better, and they were still seen in our eyes in a very good quality. And we we are the eyewitness of that. We as two K kids are eyewitness of that. But now you can actually see how their quality has. Um, currently changed, and what is so infuriating to me is that how the well-known labels have resorted to cheaper quality and still mark up the clothing over eighty percent, like by calling it, "Oh, this is a quality dress. It doesn't. Um, the cost is so affordable." By you know simply cheating on the people right here and um, making them believe that the decision they are taking in the form of fashion is something that is very acceptable. So isn't it also interesting to know that how the fashion industry tries to, you know, push this layered style while making all the clothing with polyester? 
So we really need to have some communications with the retailers and also with the vendors who are currently giving us um, some sort of uh, fast fashion clothes in order to know how it badly impacts the other living creatures right here. And when I talk about impacts, there are a main thing that Safety World would like to forecast and I would like to uh, tell you guys in, the, in a deeper way. So when it comes to environmental impacts, fast fashion without a question gives the consumers and the customers the possibility of keeping up with the new trends. So this in turn became a huge, huge uh, drawback um, environmental wise. So while also allows the customers to purchase so much for so little. So the fast fashion threatens the environment while also incredibly affects the lives of millions of people who work at the end of this process. And just now, you before I asked uh, you in the podcast, right? Do you remember how uh, it badly affects the workers right there? And do you know how much the worker was paid who just designed your dress? We completely have no clue about this, right? So they may be paid just um, 10% of the wage and not completely, which is so, so, so infuriating. So fast fashion generates 20% of the worldwide wastewater and up to 10% of the worldwide greenhouse gas emissions, which is so, so bad for our economy as well as for us as human beings, which is well, I'd love to tell you, like, you know, comparatively, these are more than the transatlantic flights and the marine commerce combined, and they are affecting us in a huge cost. So the traditional textile industries, um, the producers of the traditional textile industries are the world's second largest polluter of the water. So they use around 2000 gallons of water to manufacture a single pair of jeans. I mean... I can't believe this with my own eyes. So when, uh, now let's come back to Zara. So while talking about Zara, it, uh, it releases about 500 new designs per week and, you know, on an average and 20,000 per year. So which is which normally takes about 40 weeks for a normal designer shop to get things to market. But like, you know, Zara has been chastised for producing a $50 viscose dress, for an example, that is, uh, you know, semi-synthetic and that uh, got cleared in a matter of days because the fact of viscose is a semi-synthetic fiber made using endangered animals wood pulp. Just imagine the pain and the struggle that the animal would have went through. I'm not going to mention the exact name of the animal because you might have guessed who are in danger right now. So the earth's deforestation and the loss of forest is continuing at an astonishing speed. 13 million acres of land are cut down each and every year, contributing to 12 to 20 percentage of the greenhouse gas emission that caused the warming of the planet. The concern that I would like to raise is about the apparel industry's involvement in deforestation. So, for example, when you're going to consider about Indonesia, as it has some of the highest rates of uh, deforestation on the planet, regrettably, there is no publicly available information on how these uh, trees are used to make textiles. So, there is no common report where a public can access what is happening in their own country 
irresponsible of the fact that the world is not even going to get access to the proper reports and nevertheless india indonesia is well known for being at the number one spot of countries chopping down trees for textile fiber production so now you come to know by which and what this all is happening and it uh, and to be very specific i would say that it is because of the fast fashion industry so in addition the nation has the world's second greatest rate of uh, deforestation so the loss of forest not so much for like you know palm oil or something but like for the pulp used to make viscous like i have discussed in the past and you know for paper manufacturing was also the greatest source of deforestation in the country throughout the multiple periods and this is an astonishing fact that we need to accept right now So furthermore synthetic materials are the principal sources of plastic microfibers in our waterways. There are synthetic fibers are responsible for 35% of all microplastics and to reduce the cost further still manufacturers use products which may be of inferior quality. So now you may know how the quality uh, of the products have been completely reduced starting from 2000s early 2000s. So as said this most of these fibers are for instance are made from polyester which is also manufactured from um, plastic and emits greater carbon dioxide than cotton throughout the process of producing them. So additionally plastic does not deintegrate in the water right? So until it has been there for a lengthy period of time it will get degraded but it would take millions and millions of years to get degraded. wasn't it the fact so whenever a plastic degrades um they produce a poisonous chemical so there is a negative impact on aquatic ecosystem and you may see tons and tons of uh, posts that has been going viral on all the social media um saying that uh, you know a sea a sea turtle was found with tons of plastic in its belly and you know these are the facts that is so astonishing to me and because of the fact that we are the um you know the poor people who are really affecting it that that is really hard to digest so because all these plastic microfibers cannot be washed away they wind they wind up in the human food chain so it is not only um you know throughout the uh, only for you know it, it not only impacts the marine life but also affects the consumers of marine life and that is us as living beings so it produces a slew of medical conditions and they reach out waters in several ways the first and most prevalent of um these ways is you know through our using of washing machines and in most countries in which clothing items are produced the waste water gets dumped directly into rivers and for example now you can see in india um there are many many rivers that has been damaged just because of the uh, disintegration of plastic materials into them and they are very evident for us to see as well so the toxic chemicals including lead mercury and arsenic among several others can be found in wastewater so these are exceedingly hazardous to marine life and as well as to the well-being of the thousand of humans who are living um, who are dependent on the rivers border so the poison also makes its way from sea 
so it it also makes its way to the sea um so where it finally spreads all over the world for example day after day industrial plants in bangladesh discharge 22000 liters about a volume of a large u haul truck of poisonous wastewater into rivers and you know for every year um 200000 tons of chemical dyes are lost to pollutants Moreover I will be talking about the excessive use and also the um consumption of garments so that it would be very clear for you to understand So firstly because of the incredibly low price and also the constant uh, creation of contemporary trends uh, there is an increase in clothing items and they are bought and disposed of So even though this benefits the economy these items do not last nearly as long as a good piece of clothing so which leads to getting rid of them in a non environmentally friendly way and you know they move on to waste disposal the fashion industry and mainly uh, the fast fashion has a detrimental effect on earth So because the items produced in fast fashions are manufactured so poorly they are also cheap and more people can afford them the amount of clothing and textile that gets through on our way keep on going right so putting into this perspective just think of this like you know the average western family throws away around 30% of their clothing items per year and approximately in their lifetime they would be tro- throwing out the entire tons of um, you know clothings right so approximately 15% is repurposed or like you know given to someone but uh, with a the reminder they are all going to landfills or even being burnt So the fast fashion business emits greater pollution annually and um, you know that is all greater than the airline routes and the marine commerce altogether. So within such a uh, gases and predicted to be um you know to rise by 50% the next phases are simple to understand since we can uh, make the connection and come up with a solution by studying the core of the source of the crisis currently being prevalent right here. So if you are a person which uh, you who is unsure to you know really judge between which brands to uh, support and which to not here we are so doing some background study and researches on brands before buying them um their garments from them can really help us become a more informed and shopper and also improve our selection of items that benefit or worsen the environment So while talking about the effects that it has on the consumers now let me just quickly jump into the topic that is why is it bad for workers So in order to offer clothes at ultra low price uh, the fast fashion brands need their costs to be low right So one of the main ways of doing this is to drive drive down the wages of the garment workers in the supply chain and this is how they make profit while also degrading a fellow human being for the efforts that they have done all across for years but you do not brands have been a chased the uh, you know the cheap needle For years these brands have chased the cheap needle around the world seeking countries with the lowest labor standards and uh, you know so that the garment workers can be easily exploited and without understanding this plot or even with understanding this plot because of their poverty they are jumping into this job and that is the more harder part for us to know about 
So the Levitt report, I would like to just read it out. Um, you know that it, it actually looked deep into the you know the Buho's uh, uh, supply chain. So it found that the allegation of an unacceptable uh, working condition and underpayment of workers are not only well founded but are substantially true. So the Levitt also claimed that the uh, problems were endemic to the system and likely found across Buho's supply chain. Well, you know who is under the Boohoo's uh, supply chain. So better just research, do a background study about them so that you can clear um, get cleared on a, your idea on which brand you should support and which brand you should not. So the worker exploitation is an essential part of the fast fashion model. And if an item is very cheap, you know, like the chances are rare that the person who produces um, was paid in full. You know, it they may be paid in very less quantity and um, irrespective of their quality that they have um, given to the our founders. And economic impacts at the core of fast fashion is the supply and demand of the associated trends, as you all know about this. So previously, there were said to be two fashion um, seasons, so which have grown up to now 50 micro seasons, as we have already discussed. So this is due to the demand for the next new trend as consumers follow the top world stages of fashion. It is raised by the retailers to see who can produce the next trend the fastest and also for the most affordable price. So with this being said, the apparel industry is expected to reach around 3 trillion in value by 2030. And such numbers, such number of value show the extreme weight that the society puts on the, you know, the continuous efforts of society to put on um, the fashion industry and consumerism with no end in sight. Like I, I like I can't see the um, end light in the tunnel. So when it comes to the fashion industry, the governments and the consumers need to act in a responsible way. Like I would suggest that we from the safety world would like to suggest that the consumers, the government and the fashion industry itself should definitely slow down consumption and ensure that the garments are sustainable at every cycle of their life cycle every stage like you know from the fiber production to manufacture to the end of the consumer's uh, life it has to be sustainable and sustainability should now become a value in our society because we have already lacked a lot of sustainability in our entire existence and you know when it becomes a kind of responsibility it we all need to take the responsibility and it is too big an issue for a small group to advocate like we from the safety world alone can't do anything we definitely need your support and to the mainstream medias and our governments should also bring the discussion to the spotlight right so our money that we spend on clothing like uh is like a casting a oath so once you're casting a vote, you are required to see whether the candidate is eligible or not, right? So we are saying to the provider, we support you in what you're doing. But so long as uh, we are still a part of the system, we are complicit in what's still happening, right? So we want the suppliers, producers, retailers to give answers regarding the supply chain. And you guys, as the consumers, must ask them what 
is the um exact brand that they are getting from and how much is paid to the um wage uh wage workers and uh, you know every detail about the supply chain has to be gathered in order to buy a specific fashion product so but here is what like you know sustainability doesn't come easy right we'll have to truly work for that and for that um we can truly become sustainable only when we are comfortable being uncomfortable right so start being uncomfortable in being comfortable and that's the end of uh, the first ever podcast episode of save the world We love art and our things. Thanks to you for listening us. Stay tuned for the up